0: Gospel lesson for today is from the Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Let's pause there. Ever thought about which Psalms Jesus fulfilled? We talk about him a lot in relationship to the law of Moses and to the prophecies, particularly Isaiah. We we think of these ways that Jesus fulfilled the law and the prophecies. But have you ever thought about what Psalms Jesus fulfilled? Psalm 22 comes to mind, but surely there are others. Could Psalm 47 have been on Jesus' mind that day? You know Psalm 47. It's the one you read at your Ascension Day party on Thursday. You all had an Ascension Day party on Thursday, right? Surely you at least sent some greeting cards and texts on Thursday. I sent some clergy friends of mine an Ascension Day greeting. Happy Ascension Day. I texted them. And and they took it in stride. They wrote back. The first to reply said, May we all ascend to, preferably before the insurance and pension portion of annual conference.
1: <laughs> Another said, a
0: little irreverently and perhaps showing his age, Beam me up, Jesus. <laughs> They got worse from there. You know how preachers can be. Ascension Day, it was, in fact, this past Thursday, and at least to the church, it's the second most important Thursday of the year, right behind Monday Thursday. In fact, it comes, four, it comes six weeks after Monday Thursday, 40 days after Easter Sunday. And the reason it's so important is that Jesus' resurrection is not complete until he ascends to be with the Father, to be an authority, to be the ruler of the universe. So next year, when you're throwing your Ascension Day party, I want you to read Psalm 47. When you do, you'll hear the connection. Here's a preview. Clap your hands, all you peoples, Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, is awesome, a great king over all the earth. He subdued peoples under us and nations under our feet. He chose our heritage for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loves. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our King, sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing praises with a song. Jesus has gone up with a shout. His Lord with the sound of a trumpet. He is the King of the nation seated up on a throne. Clap your hands, all you people. Shout to the Lord with loud songs of joy. We're instructed, oh, but don't be carried away. We've been warned. Only it wasn't the psalmist who warned us not to get carried away. It wasn't Jesus who warned us of that. It wasn't the disciples who modeled moderation. It was our cautious, polite, enlightened ancestors who gave us that warning moderation in all things I have said and for the most part lived, even at sporting events where apparently moderation in no things is actually the way to live. We're to be respectful members of society, moderate in all that we do until Tiger Rag or 2001 or some... Clever Duke cheers begin, and then all moderation seems to to cease. It's those of us who are moderate who then become disappointing, sticks in the mud. I find it interesting that placing a two-foot-wide block of cheese on your head is perfectly appropriate attire for football games. And yet a clown wig with John 3.16 written on it is somehow offensive. Now you all know me well enough to know that I'm not going to put either of those things on my head. But I say all that to have us think about what it is that we get carried away over and what we do not. What's acceptable to be immoderate about? And what isn't? Psalm 47 gets carried away over God. The psalm is proclaiming that there is one king with authority and he has been lifted up. And it doesn't matter how high any earthly king's throne is. None. No earthly king's throne is as high or as powerful as is God. The God who has been lifted up with trumpet blast, is the one authority over all. And that, that is what this is all about. That is what the ascension is about. Finally, it's about Jesus' authority. It is not about location. Jesus' ascension is not about Him going to some heaven somewhere up there. It is about who? the authority, the God, the King, the Lord is in our lives, and as a direct result, who and what is not. We're called to get carried away in celebrating with our lives that we belong to the one true God who we know as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So there, a little context For the conclusion of Luke's Gospel, the Ascension Day reading, here it is. Then Jesus opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I wonder, were they continually in the temple blessing God with Psalm 47? Luke's gospel begins and ends. In the temple, at the beginning, Zechariah is in the temple and he is attending to the matters there when when the angel interrupts him and tells him that he's about to have great news. This child that that Zechariah and Elizabeth have been longing for will be coming and that child will do amazing things. He will turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous. He will make ready a people prepared for For the Lord, Zechariah, in the temple, learning of God's next extraordinary move. Now here at the end of Luke, the disciples are back in the temple praising God and waiting with hopeful anticipation, almost like getting ready for their ordination, waiting with hopeful anticipation for God's next extraordinary move. God promised to send them power from on high, and they don't know what that means. But in the next ten days, they'll find out. On Pentecost, they will find out. If you want to talk about getting carried away, come back next week and find out what happens to the disciples on Pentecost. Clapping hands is nothing compared to that. So Ascension Day is about Jesus' return to the Father. His being seated at the right hand of God. His coming into His authority. It's about Jesus being carried away so that we might be. John Wesley was no proponent of irrational faith. He was cautious about being overly emotional. If Methodists are people who value heart and head, we come by it rightly. Even so, John Wesley was more concerned that we might die of complacency than of exuberance. He said, I'm not afraid that the people called Methodists should ever cease to exist in Europe or in America, but I am afraid lest they should exist only as a dead sect, having the form of religion without the power. And this undoubtedly will be the case unless they hold fast the doctrine, spirit and discipline With which they first set out. Wesley feared. We'd become people who just go through the motions. Who never get carried away about anything. Including God. Ours is a faith that engages head. Heart. And hands. To know about Jesus is not enough. To sing praises to Jesus is not enough. To do things for Jesus is not enough. We are called to all three, because in doing all three, we will be about continually blessing God. We bless God with our growing understanding. We bless God with our joy and praise. And we bless God through our service. On Thursday, I was at the Methodist Manor's version of an Ascension Day party. They call it devotion. I was thinking about what might have happened if Jesus had not ascended to be with the Father. If he did not get carried away. My first thought is that that we'd become, or he'd become, part of a vicious cycle. I can't imagine Jesus not teaching and, and healing and and advocating for justice on behalf of those that nobody wanted justice for and so he'd continually be before those who had the authority to kill him and they would continually come up with some trial and they would continually crucify him the father would continue to raise him up and we'd have this cycle of of Jesus working for justice and people working against him It'd be a vicious cycle but I also thought about the church How we, the church, did not get off to a good start until Jesus went to be in His kingdom. I don't think we've gotten off the ground without Him ascending to be the Father. I I think about the disciples. Even after the resurrection, right at the beginning of Acts, right at the moment leading up to Jesus' ascension to be with the Father, even then, They asked, having seen and heard all that Jesus said and and did, after him telling them how his kingdom was different, they asked, Is now the time you're going to bring in the kingdom the way a real Messiah would? even after the resurrection, even at the point of ascension. They did not yet get it. But then, after the ascension, after Jesus joined His Father, after the Holy Spirit was sent upon them, they finally started to get it. Even a little, they finally saw that His way of bringing in the kingdom was through mercy and love and forgiveness. They finally realized that His Refusing to fight wasn't passing time. It was passing judgment on the idea that fighting would establish a holy kingdom. So Jesus was carried away. And the church was finally born. and The disciples began to get it and they got carried away. And the faith was passed on to those who would begin to get carried away. Others who would take up the cause. Now, those who took up the calls didn't get it all right. They didn't do it exactly how Jesus might have. But they did their best to be about the master's work. There's a story that Pastor Jim Harnish tells about students taking up the master's work. He said the great opera composer Puccini was suffering from cancer while working on Turandot. It said that Puccini's last words to his student before he died were, Remember Turandot. Arturo Toscanini was selected to be the conductor of the first performance of this opera in 1926. Harnish writes, at the end of the first scene in the third third act, Toscanini abruptly halted the performance, put down his baton, turned to the audience with tears streaming down his face and said, at this point the maestro died. There was a moment of stunned silence. Then triumphantly he picked up his baton and said, but his students have completed his work, And the opera went on. Jesus ascended to his rightful seat of authority, but not before passing the baton on to his disciples. He sent a spirit upon the church that we might be part of completing his work. We may not complete it exactly as he would have, but if we get carried away, We might just complete our portion of it. Blessing the master as we do.